0: Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with a confession of guilt as we pick up in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: He is not trying to justify himself before God, which we so often do in our prayers. Many a time in our prayers, our prayers are an attempt to explain to God why we're so rotten, to justify ourselves. Like Adam, Lord, the woman that you gave me to be my wife. You know, that's my problem, Lord, you know, and and we're trying to justify ourselves, laying the blame somewhere else. The Bible says he that seeks to justify himself will not be cleansed. But whoso confesseth his sin shall be forgiven. Now, if you'll notice in Daniel's prayer, and we'll get there in a few months, Daniel also confessed the sin and the sin of the people. Lord, you're righteous in what you have done. We are at fault. We are guilty, God. And it is important when we come to God that we come open-faced and open-handed. God, I'm guilty. And put yourself on the mercy of God. Rather than through your prayers trying to explain to God all of the extenuating circumstances that caused you to do, you know, your transgression. God isn't interested in that. He's only interested in the confession. have got, Lord, we're wrong. God, we have sinned. And all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags in thy sight. I look at man, poor man, prating about in His righteousnesses. Well, I do my best to do unto others as I would have them to do unto me. And I give to the Red Cross, and I give to the United Fund, and, you know, I spend an hour a week in my charitable activities. And, and men try to clothe themselves in, in their little good deeds. And, and they prate around in and, and, and such pomp and all, In in their good deeds They get their pictures in the paper Doing their good deeds And God says it's all filthy rags It stinks Our righteousnesses Now Paul the apostle Said if any man Has whereof to boast In his own work In the law, I have more than the rest of you. You want to be righteous by keeping the law? Hey, I've got you beat hands down. See, I was a Jew. I was circumcised the eighth day. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Pharisee. I was very zealous concerning the law. In fact, as far as the righteousness, which is of the law, I was perfect. I'd done it all. Yet... Those things which were gained to me I counted loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ for whom I suffered the loss of all things but count them but refuse that I may know Him and be found in Him not having my own righteousness which is of the law but having now the righteousness which is of Christ through faith. My righteousness is as filthy rags but in Revelation chapter 17 again He sees the bride adorned for her husband, and she is clothed in fine linen, pure and clean. And the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. I'm clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which God has imputed to me by my faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul was talking about. I took off my old rags, that which was gained to me, as far as the law was concerned, is refuse. It's stinky. I want to be found clothed in the righteousness which is of Christ through faith, the new robes of righteousness that I have in Christ. So here, our righteousnesses are as ours, filthy rags in God's sight. There is none that calleth upon thy name That stirreth up himself to take hold of thee For thou hast hid thy face from us And have consumed us because of our iniquities But now, O Lord, thou art our Father We are the clay, thou art our potter Three times in the Bible The figure of the potter and the clay Are used to describe the sovereignty of God In his relationship with man Jeremiah and Paul the Apostle uses the same figure. Paul uses it in emphasizing the sovereignty of God and says, can the clay say to the potter, hey, how come you put that shape in me? I don't like that. No, the clay has no power over what it's going to be. That's all in the hands of the, in the mind of the potter. He has total sovereignty over the clay. Now, that could be very frightening if you didn't know the potter. But because I know the potter, I know that whatever he wants to make of me is the best for me. I have absolute confidence in the potter to yield myself to him because the only way I can discover what is in the potter's mind is by yielding to the potter. So thou art the potter. We're the clay. We all are the work of thy hand. Be not angry, very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, See, we beseech thee, we are thy people. Thy holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. Jerusalem is a desolation. Our holy and our beautiful house where our fathers praised thee is burned up with fire, and all of our pleasant things are laid waste. Will you refrain thyself for these things, O Lord? Will you hold thy peace and afflict us very sore? And now God answers the prayer offered by the remnant of the people. And he said, I am sought of them that ask not for me. Here's the remnant of the Jewish people calling to God. Have you forsaken us? Won't you remember us and all this? And God answers them and he says, I am sought of them that ask not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold me, behold me unto a nation that was not called by my name. I have spread out my hands all the day long to a rebellious people which walked in a way that was not good after their own thoughts, a people that provoked me to their to anger continually to my face that sacrificed in the gardens and burn incense upon the altars of brick, which remain among the graves and lodge in the monuments and eat swine's flesh, both of the abominable things that are in their vessels, which say, Stand by thyself, don't come near me, for I am holier than you." These are a smoke in my nose, a fire that burns all day. So God is declaring here now how that He stretched out his hands actually to the Gentiles, and Paul quotes this in Romans the 10th chapter as he shows how that God set the nation Israel aside that he might draw out from among the Gentiles a, a people for His name. And he quotes here uh, in tenth chapter, from this passage here in Isaiah, where God speaks about how that he has been found really by them who did not seek me. He, he turned to another nation that wasn't called by his name. For all day long, he said, I've stretched out my hands to a rebellious people which walked in their own ways and not after me, which had committed these abominable practices against the Lord, who became Uh, uh, as, As an irritant unto God Smoke in his nostrils Behold it is written before me I will not keep silence But will recompense Even recompense to their bosom Your iniquities And the iniquities of your fathers together Saith the Lord Which have burned incense upon the mountains And blasphemed me upon the hills Therefore will I measure their former work Into their bosom Thus saith the Lord As the new wine is found in the cluster And one saith Destroy it not, for it is, there is a blessing in it. So will I do for my servant's sake that I may not destroy them all. Speaks now, I'm going to bring forth the faithful remnant. I will bring forth the seed out of Jacob and out of Judah, the inheritor of my mountains, and my elect shall inherit it. Mine elect shall inherit it. God is going to gather together his elect, Matthew 24, and bring them back that they might inherit it. And to try to interpret the elect there as the church is just poor biblical exposition. It is a denying of God's uh, restoration of the nation Israel. And it is anti-Semitic in its teaching and it, and it breeds anti-Semitism, that identity of Israel as the church. Because they then deny that God is going to yet deal with Israel. Israel that Israel is through, and, and they excuse their hatred uh, against the Jews by the fact that God has cut them off and we are now Israel and so forth. But that is poor biblical exposition. Sharon, the valley of Sharon, shall be the fold of flocks, and the valley of Ankor, the place for the herds to lie down in. For my people that have sought me, but Ye are they that forsook the Lord, that forget my holy mountain, that prepare a table for that troop, and that furnish the drink offering unto that number. Therefore will I number you to the sword, and ye shall all bow down to the slaughter, because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes, and you did choose that in which I did not delight. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, my servants shall eat, but ye shall be hungry. Behold, my servants shall drink, but ye shall be thirsty. Behold, my servants shall rejoice, but ye shall be ashamed. Behold, my servants shall sing for joy of heart, but ye shall cry for sorrow of heart, and ye shall howl for the vexation of spirit, and ye shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen, for the Lord God shall slay thee and call his servants by another name. What is the other name by which he calls his servants? And in Antioch, they called them Christians, the servant of God called by the new name. As God is at the present time still working among the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled, which we are there the days of God's grace and mercy and hands stretched out to the Gentiles is just about over. If you're going to become a part of the kingdom, you better become a part of the kingdom in a hurry because the opportunities will soon be over. That he who blesseth himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of truth because the former... Troubles are forgotten and because they are hid from mine eyes Now in verse 17 It's sort of an isolated verse For God goes out beyond Way out now And he said behold I create new heavens and a new earth And the former shall not be remembered or come into mind Now this is out beyond the millennium Beyond the millennial age He comes back in the next verse and deals with things of the millennium But he goes out way to the end now that is described in 2 Peter when God causes this whole universe to dissolve, to melt with a fervent heat. All of the works in it being dissolved, destroyed. And God said, behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth. Now there are those who teach the eternity of the earth. In other words, the earth is going to go on forever and ever. Using some poetic uh, verses out of psalms And and, and verses that are in in poetic form out of the psalm The earth abides forever and all Yet the earth and all of its works are going to be destroyed Second Peter goes into quite a bit of detail In in describing the end of of the physical universe uh, The molecular structure as we understand it and know it Now in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the Hebrew word for create is bara, which is a word that means to create something out of nothing. Now, only God has that capacity. There is another Hebrew word translated create or made, and that is the word asa. And that word in the Hebrew has as a meaning to, to assemble Existing materials So Some man created this pulpit Now he didn't say pulpit B And poof out of nothing here was a pulpit That would be bara But man can't do that He took the wood and he cut it and he Planed it and he glued it and he Put it together and he assembled the pulpit. He created the pulpit out of existing materials. Now, man does have that capacity. Only God, though, has the capacity of creating out of nothing. Now, when God said, behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth here in Isaiah, he again uses the Hebrew word bara, out of nothing, He's going to bring a whole new heaven and a new earth into existence. Now, seeing then that the present earth and universe is to be dissolved, seeing then that all of these things are going to be dissolved, what manner of persons ought we to be? If the whole material realm is going to be destroyed, then what kind of a person should I be? Well, if I'm a total materialist, I'm going to be totally wiped out. So what kind of a person should I be? I should be spiritual. I should put my value in spiritual things. I should lay up my treasures in heaven where moth doth not corrupt, where thieves cannot break through and steal. I should be spiritual and a spiritual man and mindful of spiritual things because the physical material universe is going to be destroyed. So behold, I create Bara, out of nothing, a new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or called into mind. When we get into that final age, out at the end of the millennium in the new heaven and earth, we won't be saying, oh, you remember that day we were surfing down on Huntington, you know. You won't be remembering that stuff anymore. It won't even be coming into mind. Now, some people are worried, well, you know, I, I could never really enjoy heaven if my, you know, parents aren't there or my children aren't there or something. It won't even be, you, you'll have no memory of these things. It'll not, never be brought into mind. That is, that horrible period of history when man rebelled against God. All of the sorrow that has been brought because of that rebellion will be wiped out, never brought into mind again. Now, during the millennial age, But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem, a rejoicing, and her people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem, and joy in my people. And the voice of weeping shall no more be heard in her, nor the voice of crying. This is during the kingdom age. It's going to be glorious then. There shall be no more an infant of days, nor an old man which has not fulfilled his days for a child will die being 100 years old. Now, if a person dies when they're just 100, you say, oh, what a shame, you know, the young child died. Because there will be a renewing of the earth during the millennial kingdom age back to the pre-flood conditions. Where again, God will put a shield around the earth and we'll be protected from these cosmic radiations that cause the mutations in the aging process and so forth. And with this canopy that used to be around the earth and, and why men lived to be so long, why uh, lived so many years and, and why dinosaurs grew so big and why cockroaches were a foot long. You'll be finding all of that out uh, as we study this week uh, of, of the world that was before The flood. It's interesting to, to look back and find out what the earth was like before the judgment of God uh, in the flood. A child will die being a hundred years old. But the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. So uh, during the millennial age, now we will not die. We're in our new bodies. We've moved out of our tents and we'll be in our new bodies during the kingdom age. But there will be people that will live through the time of the great tribulation who will also live through the judgment of the nations when Jesus returns, and they will live into the kingdom age, and they're the one that will be bearing children and so forth during the kingdom age. But we will be here to reign with Christ as enforcers of righteousness, as a kingdom of priests upon the earth, representing Christ to the people and the people to Christ. And we will be here to rule and to reign upon the earth with him uh, during this millennial age in our new bodies. Now, what will our new bodies be like? I really don't know. Vastly superior to the one I'm presently in. (laughs) Paul said, some of you will say, how are the dead raised and with what body will they come? What kind of a body will it be? And he said, nature teaches you that there is resurrection from the dead. When you plant a seed into the ground, it doesn't come forth into new life until it first of all dies. And then the body that comes out of the ground isn't the body that you planted. So I'm not going to be in this body. But God gives it a body that pleases him. Now, my new body is going to please God That's all that matters to me I know if it pleases God I'm going to be very pleased with it What will be the capacities? This, these are the things I, I often times wonder about The capacities in the new body You know, how will we be able to You know, the transporting of the new body around and, and, and there's a lot of interesting aspects about it. It'll probably be of a different molecular structure than this body, which will make being on the earth very interesting if you're a different molecular structure because you can walk right through the buildings and everything else, even as Jesus in his resurrected body. But that's all for conjecture and all to find out in the future.
0: We'll continue with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Isaiah on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Isaiah 64 through 65 when visiting the thewordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck.
1: May the Lord keep his hand upon your life And may he speak to you this week Through his word And may he open up your heart And your mind And your understanding To the things of the Spirit And thus may you live In that place Where God can bless you As he desires to bless you May you keep yourself In the love of God as you walk in fellowship with Him this week. In Jesus' name.
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. Come study the Bible with Pastor Chuck Smith as he teaches from Genesis through Revelation on a digitally remastered audio edition of Pastor Chuck's Bible Commentary. That's over 600 audio MP3 files of Pastor Chuck teaching through the entire Bible, all on a 16-gig reusable flash drive. Now you can easily listen to Pastor Chuck's Bible commentaries when you insert this key into your computer. Then you can transfer all of these audio Bible studies to a smartphone or any other listening device to learn and study God's Word on the go. And not only that, you can reuse this flash drive that easily fits onto any key ring for even more mobility at a fraction of the cost. What a great way to study and learn God's Word. For more information, please call The Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.